hi there. It's uh, Pastor Neil, and welcome back to the You Are Love broadcast podcast. Thanks for joining me as we explore the most transforming power in the universe, the love of God. This, I think, is episode seven. It's definitely entitled King on a Cross, and it's, um, it's from Mark chapter eight, verses 27 through 39. And Jesus is asking his disciples, who do they say? Mark chapter 8, verse 29. But you, he asked them again, who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Messiah. Peter's confession was bold and uncompromising, just as ours should be. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now this word Christ means anointed one, the promised Messiah. Uh, Prophets, priests, and kings were all anointed when they were installed in their offices. And our Lord holds all three. He is the true king, the king of all kings, the the king to end all kings. Mark chapter 8 verse 31. Then he began to teach them that the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, be killed, and rise after three days. Jesus says that the Son of Man must suffer and die. By using this word must, he's indicating something really important here, that he is planning to die, that he is doing it voluntarily. He's not merely predicting it will happen. Jesus didn't say that he would suffer, he says that he must suffer. This word must modifies and controls the whole sentence, and it means that everything in it is a list that is necessary. Jesus must suffer, must be rejected, must be killed, must be resurrected. You know, this is one of the most significant words in the story of the world. What Jesus said is not that I've come to die, but I have to die. It's absolutely necessary that I die. The world, you and I, cannot be renewed. The world cannot be renewed. Your life can't be renewed unless Jesus dies. Why did he have to die? Well, for one thing, so our lives could be transformed by his love. He had to die so we could be forgiven for our sins. He had to die so that the power of death and evil could be broken. Our lives transformed, forgiven, and the power of evil and death broken. That's why he had to die. Mark chapter 8 verse 32, he was openly talking about this, so Peter, bold Peter, brash Peter, takes him aside and rebukes him. Now this word rebuke is the strong, same strong word, the same word that when Jesus rebukes demons. Peter is so upset that he rebukes Jesus. Peter's condemning Jesus in the strongest language right after confessing and proclaiming that he was the Christ. Peter's protest was born out of ignorance of God's will and his deep love for his Lord. One minute Peter was a rock, the next minute he's a stumbling block. I can relate to going from rock to stumbling block in 
in between. Peter and all the disciples have been taught that the Messiah would come and bring victory and make everything right. But they thought that this would be a king on a throne. They never thought it would be a king on a cross. Never before was suffering and the Messiah connected. Because everyone thought the Messiah was going to defeat, defeat evil and justice and make everything right. It seems ridiculous, almost impossible to Peter and to the others. That How could he defeat evil by suffering? How could he... How could he defeat evil by dying? Verse 33 of Mark chapter 8. But turning around and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You're not thinking about God's concerns. You're thinking about man's. One minute Peter was led by God to confess his faith. And the next minute he's thinking like an unbelieving man and expressing thoughts this is a warning to all of us that when we argue with the Word of God, we, we open the door to Satan's lies. And in spite of their devotion to him, the disciples were still ignorant of the true relationship between the cross and the crown. They were following the philosophy that says you can have glory without suffering. The world's philosophy. Instead of God's philosophy, which is suffering transforms into glory. And which philosophy you accept will determine how you live and, and how you serve. Jesus is saying, yes, I'm a king. I'm a new kind of king. I'm a king not like any king you've ever seen or imagined before. In verse 34, chapter 8 of Mark. Summoning the crowd along with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone wants to be my follower, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. There's a price for true discipleship. Jesus laid down three conditions for true discipleship. One, we must surrender ourselves completely to him. We must identify with him in suffering and death. And three, we must follow him obediently wherever he leads if we live for ourselves we're gonna lose ourselves but if we lose ourselves for his sake and for the gospel we will find our true selves our true divine selves we'll find the true life that God has made us for mark 8 verse 35 whoever wants to save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life because of me and the gospel save it. So what does it mean to take up your cross, to deny, deny yourself, lose your life? You know, it's, it's not enough just to say I'm a sinner and, and I, I'm a failure, I'm a moral failure, and now I'm going to go to church and prove that I'm, I'm a good person. You know, God doesn't want us to go from one performance-based identity to another. This is a very, very radical thing that we're talking about here. Paul says it like this, If anyone's in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Jesus wants us to find a whole new way. He says He is the way, the truth, and the life. A whole new way in Him. Lose the old identity. Lose the, um, the old identity that's based on yourself 
and find an identity on him and the gospel. Lose the old self, the old identity, and base yourself in your identity in Christ. I love the fact that uh, Mark says, anyone who loses his life for me, Jesus says, for me and for the sake of the gospel. Uh, I, I love that it's not abstract. It just doesn't say lose your life for me. It says for me and the gospel. Jesus is being very clear, giving very concrete steps. Look at my life. I went to the cross for you. Once you see the Son of Man loving you like that, once you are deeply moved by that, you begin to get a strength, an assurance, a sense of your own value. And it's not based on whether you are loved by someone or you've lost weight or, or how much money you have. You're free. If any, you, Jesus said, if you'll know the truth and it will set you free. Surrender yourself completely to Him. Identify with Him in suffering and death. Follow Him wherever He leads. If we live for our own selves, we're going to miss out. But if we lose our own selfish ways for His sake and for the gospel, we're going to find our true divine selves. If you'd like more information about this ministry, go to you rlove.net that's y-o-u-r-l-o-v-e-d dot net and while you're there send us your prayer request we'll be glad to join you in prayer thanks and God bless